eighth episode of Downtime Podcast, where two coworkers talk about video games. I'm Elisa. I'm Jeremy. And today we have a special show for you. This is going to be our first spoiler cast that we're recording. Now, if you've been following, the both of us have been playing Yakuza 0 for the past two, two and a half months, and we both finally finished it. Just a, just a warning once again, this is, we're going to talk about spoilers for the majority of the time, yeah. so this might actually be the last conversation we have about Yakuza 0. Are you ready for that? Yeah, for Yakuza 0. Mind you, there's another Yakuza game coming out in August, like you mentioned. <laughs> Kiwami. Kiwami, which is a really good the first game, and we're going to talk in depth about that. Yes. We'll probably do another, we'll probably do another spoiler cast for that, so be on the lookout for that in the future. Dude, it feels like this is the end of an era. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it's only been like two or three months, like you mentioned. So yeah. It hasn't been that long since we started playing it. But yeah, we've gushed over it before in previous podcasts, but this time we're really going to talk about in-depth stuff. We're, we're going to kind of breeze over the minigame stuff since we've talked about that, but if we want to touch on that, we Yeah, we'll talk about that if we need to, but this is going to really talk about the storyline. Yes. All right. So, if you don't want to listen to this, you should exit right now. All right. So the first thing we're going to do on this podcast is summarize for you what happened in this game, and then after we're going to re- go in order and talk about what we want to talk about. So, Yakuza 0 is the prequel to the Yakuza series about two um, people, Goro Majima and Kazama Kiryu. Mm-hmm. And so these two people are kind of, the stories are happening in parallel. Majima is in Sotenbori, uh, Osaka, and Kiryu is in um, Kamurucho, Tokyo. And there's two, there's two storylines happening with this. So with, Kaz- with, so with Kiryu, you got, um, he's part of a family called the Kaza- Kazama family, and that's a a clan of whatever, um, that's a clan of the Yakuza. And what happens is he's beating up someone in this place called an empty lot. And the empty lot is just like an alleyway. And so he beats this person up, but it turns out that um, the person he beats up ends up dying. And there's a bunch of drama in the Yakuza. It's like, you know, how did this person die? Like, what's going on? And then it turns out that this lot has a lot of relevance mm-hmm. and Kiryu and Kiryu eventually I guess gets expelled from the clan and yeah. because because of this whole controversy with how why did this person down this lot this lot's important and then he joins forces with someone named Tachibana and Tachibana is a real estater and so that's the beginning of side story number one. And with that, eventually, you find out that one of the real estate lots that Tachibana wants to get is the empty lot where this murder started. And then storyline number two goes with Majima. So Majima was part of the Yakuza and then was eventually uh, kicked out, expelled, as well as his eye was gouged out. And he had a partner before, and then that it's covered that like the partner like passes away. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happens is he's but he really wants to get back in the Yakuza. Like he really, really wants it. Mm-hmm. He currently works at a cabaret club and he gets this job from a clan member, Sagawa, mm-hmm. that if if you kill this person named Makoto uh, Makimura Makoto, then you can join the clan. He finds Ma- he finds Makoto, and it turns out that she is a legally blind person, and he has no idea why everyone wants to kill her, and he ends up protecting her. Uh, a lot of things are revealed, such as we find out that Tachibana is actually the brother of, of uh, Makoto, and then uh, through a series of unfortunate events, or fortunate events, Makoto regains her eyesight, and uh, uh, oh, I should mention that Makoto find my Kiryu kidnap not kidnap kidnap barters and trades for Makoto to come to Kamurocho, and this leads um, uh, Majima to go to Kamurocho as well, and so both of the main characters end up in Kamurocho, 
And they, I was, it was you wait for them to meet because they never meet throughout the entire franchise, I know. the entire game. <laughs> and uh, when they finally meet, well, not, we'll, we'll get there later. Anyways, <laughs> when, um, uh, she's blind. Uh, Tachiwana is captured by the uh, Shibusawa family or the Dojo family. I forget which one, but I think technically they're both working together. Yeah, Shibusawa is like the captain within the Dojima family. Yeah. But yeah, he gets captured by Shibusawa's family. And Shibusawa is one of the main three sub-villains in, the, in this game. And he's the guy that took off his glasses. Uh, he doesn't have any more glasses. Everyone, everyone takes off their glasses by the end of the game. Yes. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, Shibusawa's family takes Tachibana, captures him, tortures him, and kills him. Um, Shibusawa was very angry about that. Or was it Awano? Not Awano, but the other guy. Daisuke, what's his name? The dude with the tattoos, on, the guy with the gray suit all the time. Oh, Sakura? No, uh, the guy with the gray suit. Oh, Sarah, Sarah. No, 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 the other guy. Uh, oh my god. Uh, this is a, uh, not Awano, not Shibusawa. Kuze. Kuze, yeah, yeah. Kuze. Daisuke Kuze. He's, um, he kills the guy who killed Tachibana in a really brutal way because yes. you're not supposed to kill Tachibana. Uh, Kiryu comes and saves the day, takes Tachibana. Um, finally reunites him with uh, Makoto, and then she realizes that her brother's dead. Uh, she tries to avenge her brother. In the process, gets shot, uh, gets captured. Yeah, gets captured. And then it's up to Kiryu and his best friend Ishikiyama to save uh, Makoto from, from death on a boat. Majima is also there. Yes. So the, the three of them technically go into the into this like boat battle and save. We're going to go really in-depth with this, starting from the beginning. The very, very beginning. Yes. Now, I guess the first thing that I want, so, in the very, so the way this game works is you're switching between the two characters, so you start off with Kiryu. Yes. And... I will say, it took a while for me to really get into Kiryu's story, because I guess, in general, it, it, I didn't feel as empathetic to him as I did Majima initially. Yeah, me too. And I suppose that's because you don't know Takibana's story until maybe later in the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah. But even more so, I, I still feel attached to Majima Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I still like him more as a, like a little bit more as a character than Kiryu. I really like Kiryu. I think he's a great character. Yeah. But I kind of like Majima a little bit more. Yeah. Um. Man, I actually don't know anymore because I started really like so when the whole Tachibana and Kiryu friendship started coming up, I mm -hmm. really I really started liking Kiryu. So. Oh no! Yeah. Like yeah. Nishikiyama. I like Nishikiyama too. Oh Nishikiyama my gosh. Really yeah. Um, yeah, Nishikiyama really brought out the human side of. Kiryu for me because yes. Kiryu was all like, stone faced and he didn't smile and he didn't say anything and I'm like come on man like show some emotion and Nishikama really brought out the emotion in Kiryu towards the end there definitely Kiryu and both Kiryu and Majima are really low level Yakuza thugs like Kiryu's pretty much at the bottom of the food chain in his family the Dojima family which is headed by the patriarch Dojima I forgot his first name but his name is obviously Dojima and he has three captains underneath him Kuze Awano and Shikusawa and they all take turns at trying to get Kiryu to come back to the family for questioning or just have him eliminated towards the end. Yeah. They all fail, except for Shibusawa at the very end, who uses, he, he was pretty much the brain guy. He had the glasses. Yes. Classic, classic uh, action movie trope where the guy with the glasses is the smartest <laughs> one. He's behind everything. Um, uh, so, as Elisa mentioned before, Majin was also at the bottom. He had his eye carved out for getting his partner killed, his, his sworn brother killed. Uh, during one of uh, during like an assignment or something, and so he was forced to he was like in solitary confinement underneath uh, Osaka for like a really long time, and um, they brought I think it was like five years or something. He, they just locked him up like that's that's insane. It's like some some next level torture crap. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So then they brought so basically they brought Majima back to run a cabaret club called the Grand, and um, he his boss Sagawa. Is controlling Majima. So what Majima had to do was make 500 million yen, and if he could do that, he could get back into the Yakuza. So, oh man, this part really made me my, my blood boil when uh, Saga was like, all right, uh, you got me my 500 million yen. And then 
uh, Majin was like, yeah, can I get back in the Yakuza now? And Sakawa was like, no, I need 500 million more. And I was like, you bastard! <laughs> I hate you so much. Even from there, I hate Sakawa so, so much. I know. He was annoying. I, yeah, didn't, was. I didn't like him that much. He came at the most inopportune times. He really did. I guess it's worth mentioning that both of them, Majima and Kiryu, they don't like killing people or they refuse to kill people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this game, one of the plot points of this game is testing that idea of, you know, I don't have to kill this person or I don't have to badly hurt this person. Yeah. But then when they're going through all of these things with Tachibana and Makoto, it's, it really starts to um, test the waters and they, you know, they kind of like go off the deep end in a lot of points. Yeah, you can kind of akin them to Batman. Like, Batman never kills anyone. He just hurts them really badly until they're bloody. I know. <laughs> exactly. Did you kind of... Ex- and, and it's a very broad question. Did you expect the plot to go how it went in the first half? I did not. Yeah. I didn't know what I was expecting, but yeah. that was the best part. Yeah. We mentioned before that this game's worth... Well, at least when, we, when I bought it, it was worth 60 bucks. Oh, yeah. And you definitely get your money out of it. Like, some of the chapters are really short, like, lengthwise. Oh, yeah. Lengthwise. Like, some of them only last like 30 minutes if you just do the exact goal. But and then some of them, with the cutscenes and all the dialogue, it lasts an hour and a half. Yeah. And trust me, if there are cutscenes, like the beautiful cutscenes, we'll, we'll designate them as the beautiful cutscenes, which are like the traditional cutscenes, and then there's like the dialogue cutscenes. Yeah. Which are the cutscenes that have the character and they're like the models there and the animations there, but their math is just moving and it's the actual in game engine being used instead mm-hmm. of the pre rendered engine. Yeah. So. When, when the beautiful cutscenes show up, you kind of want to watch it because it's pretty much like a movie. Yeah. And you're like, oh wow, this is so beautiful. I wish I, wish I could just, I wish all the cutscenes were like this. And it's really, they're really nice. Yeah. And I think those are the, those are the cutscenes I paid attention to, attention to the most. You know, I was about to say, a lot of those CG scenes, they, there was a substantial amount of them. Like, yeah. you know, like if you add all the time together, it might be maybe an hour and a half, maybe. Potentially of just those scenes. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that, yeah, you can probably much find a movie of that online or something, you know? You yeah, take exactly. probably made a movie of all the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and you can still get the story out of it. Definitely. I was a little bit skeptical about whether or not Tachibana was going to be a good person or not, or whether he was actually on your side or yeah. what he was up to. Because remember there was that fight with Oda, and you're like, this guy's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, everyone in Tachibana real estate is a bad person. And then yeah. you find out, like, oh, they're all actually really good people. Yeah. Some of them, except for Oda. We'll get into that later. Yes, we'll get into <laughs> that later. And I just... I guess that scene where he's looking over Kamarucho and he's talking about his plan... And I just had no I had no idea what his intentions were. In fact, yeah. what I actually there's two characters that I thought who were going to be bad that ended up being on your side. So first one is Tachibana, and the second one is Kazuma, the captain. Kazuma. Kazuma, the captain. The, your father figure. Yeah. Oh. I yeah. thought he was going to be bad as well. Yeah, I had the same like I had the same feeling. I just I didn't know because. They set him up to be this like father figure to you, and I was like, yeah. he can't be a bad guy, but I was like, he might be a bad guy. Yeah, exactly. But then it turns out he wasn't a bad guy. I was like, okay. A lot of the three enemies of this game, they all interact with Kiryu at some point. Was, uh, throughout the throughout the storyline. So she was The three lieutenants. The three lieutenants, oh, okay. Shirasawa, Kuze, and Aono. Yeah. And but really, Majima doesn't interact with any of them until the end of the story. Yeah. In the in the final boss battle. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. And also, I just realized, is Kiryu's storyline longer than Majima's in terms of the fo- focal points? Yeah, I think so, because this game was well I mean, in all the Yakuza games, Kiryu well not sorry, most of the Yakuza games, Kiryu or one of his ancestors or someone like Kiryu is always the focus. Oh, okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, he's always been the focus and Okay. This was one of the first games that you could switch characters. Yakuza 5 was the first game that they had five different locations and five different main characters. Okay. But none of them, I think, none of them were, had the ability to play as uh, Majima. Because okay. he was always viewed as like the Joker character in all the games. Um, I don't know why, but later on, and, and I know Kiwami, he's like, basically Mr. Shakedown. You don't get to play as any other character but Kiryu and Kiwami. Really? Yeah, Majima is, is like Mr. Shakedown. He'll find you at random points and start fighting you. Okay. Um, but yeah, overall, uh, what 
I'm saying? Oh yeah, they all interact with Kiryu, the three lieutenants, and yeah, I think I feel like Kiryu's story is a lot longer than Majima's, mainly because he's a little bit more of the focus of the game. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that context in terms of the series. Me neither. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just felt like for me, Majima's story was a little bit more um, uh, relatable, mm-hmm. just emotionally wise. Oh, definitely. A lot of it, a lot of it with Majima's story, a lot of it with Majima's storyline, it just, you know, it was very, tu- it was very touching. Yeah, I mean, you kind of feel bad for the guy who lost an eye. He lost an eye. He has to kill someone. Turns out that person's blind. Yeah, he also lives in a shitty apartment. I know. <laughs> where he's being watched the entire time. Remember the part where he's looking out the window and then that cutscene and then all those people are looking at him and yeah, this guy? That was and then later on they turn out to be like trying to fight him. I know, that was so creepy. I was like, hey, he's the homeless guy. I know. What's he doing here? Yeah, that was really creepy. Oh god. No lie, it was a little confusing at first with the three lieutenants because Kuze was the biggest focus. Throughout the story, yeah, and yeah. that Kiryu that Kiryu had to fight with that when people like Alano and Shibasa mm-hmm. started getting introduced, I was like, oh, there's more, and then yeah, like, but I've only been seeing Kiryu this entire time. Yeah, and also Kuze kept coming back. Yeah, like, all the time. The part in the sewer where they're fighting. Oh, that was, was legit. I thought he was gonna die. I was like, okay, finally I get to kill Kuze. That was oh, so awesome. Yeah, I know. That was so cool. That guy lost a finger, and yet yeah. he kept trying to fight Kiryu. By the way, he lost a finger because he lost a Kiryu. Yes. And he kept trying over and over again. I'm like, is this guy going to get less and more of his fingers cut off? I don't know. I don't know. By the end of this entire series. Yeah, he's going to have no fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, talking about Kiryu, there is a part of the story. So, Kiryu's, um, one of his sword brothers and his best friend is Nishikiyama. Yeah. Nishiki. And there is a point in the first half where, um, so since... Ka- so since Kiryu was kind of, I guess, expelled from the gang and he's kind of a target of yeah. everyone, there yeah. comes a point where Nishiki does not want to be associated with him anymore. Yeah, I remember that. And that thing in the forest, right? Yeah, the, thing, the scene in the forest where he almost kills him. Dramatic bromance. Super dramatic bromance. <laughs> I love the bromance, though, I gotta admit. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And I loved how... It felt more human. It you know? did. It felt really, really human. Yeah. Sort of killed me to the, those two characters. And that's what I think I mentioned before about Nishikiyama, how he humanized Kiryu in a way. Yeah, definitely. Because they have this romance, and it's like brothers till the very end. And then in the first half, Nishikiyama <laughs> gives up on that. Or, yeah. you know, prioritizes his position in the clan over his friendship with Kiryu. And then he feels like shit about it. I'm like, yeah, you, you deserve that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Why would you... You put the clan over his sworn brother. Like, I know that there's like a gray line there, you know? Like, yeah. who do you who do you attach to more? The clan or your sworn brother? Because you're, the reason that your sworn brother is there is because of the clan. Yeah. But you wouldn't have your sworn brother if the clan didn't exist. Exactly. So it's like, who do you file allegiance to? And Nishikiyama was so scared, he didn't want to die. I know. He's like, oh, I want to sit with the clan because I don't want to die. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, what the hell, dude? God. And then I'm curious to see are we dating? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah. They're, they're both just frustrated in general. <laughs> it's one of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we covered pretty much a lot of the first half. Was there anything in the first half that you felt stood out to you the most? Like, did you have a favorite moment? So there's two moments for me, actually. The first one was what we just talked about. It was when Nishiki was about to shoot Kiryu. Yeah. And the second moment, when Lee, Makoto, and Majima are trying to escape. Yeah. And they want to move Makoto around. Yeah. And when they find a car to escape to, turns out that car was bombed. Or oh, yeah. Turns out that car had a bomb. Yeah. And Lee dies. Yeah, that was probably the moment for me that stood out to me the most with Majima's story. Yes. Because up until that point, no major characters on the Allies' side had died. Yes, yet. that is very and true. And he was the first one. And he was. It, it just struck you the bullets. You're like, oh, man, this guy was so cool. You know, he helped. I know. He helped you, but then you fought him. And exactly. then he helped you again. Yeah, that was... This whole... Yakuza thing. It's just about people 
who help you, but you still fight them anyways because you're trying to prove a point to them, and then yeah. they help you, and it just goes back and forth. Oh yeah. But that really, that really hurt a lot. Yeah. Seeing like, him pass away. I'm like, oh my god, he died in the worst possible way. I know. <sighs> and then, oh my god, what really hurt was when Makoto was asking if he was okay. Yeah. She's and like, where's Lee? He's like, I don't know how to answer that question. Oh my god. god. Yeah. Well, but the guy who killed Lee was a good guy, technically. Yes. Well, that was the crazy part. I know. All these see, all these good guys killing good guys because the good guys think the other guys are bad guys, but they're actually all on the same side, but they just don't know it. Exactly. So I'm like, man, this is this is real though. Like, this is really. It's, it's, it was really. Very, emo- it's a circle. Yeah, it's, it's a circle. Like it's, I I say it's real, not like it could really. Well, actually, technically, it could really happen in real life if the story was like based on fact but um it's real in that like you you get so attached to these characters despite um what they did in the game that you you feel as though they should live on in in future games but obviously if you've been a yakuza fan for a long time then you probably already know what happens because none of these characters show up in the future (laughs) i'm just kidding all of them do no no some of them do i think don't quote me on that i don't know i don't know i know who doesn't I actually don't know if any of the characters that were killed at the end, beyond, like, I'm sorry, I don't know if any of the alive characters at the end of Yakuza 0 show up in future games. Okay. I haven't played any of them. I'm just, I'm just speculating. We'll see. Well, yeah. aside from Majima and Kiryu, that's yeah. all we know. Yeah, and the cool if Makoto came back with her eyesight. Like, hey guys, I'm still here. Oh my god. Yeah, my um, heart. Elite, the force ghost of Lee. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, real quick. Yeah. Another plot, an, in the beginning of the Majima chapter, yeah. I guess what surprised me was the fact was the fact that Makoto was a girl and that she was blind yeah. in the first place. So, yeah. and, you know, just like, it's base, it's a, you know, a basic observation, but it's like, what the hell? This is who, like, this is her? Yeah. But, you know, there's significance in why exactly. Majima had to kill her, but I'm, that, that's what turned Majima when he realized that this girl was just helpless and yeah. he, he felt sorry for her and then well, he heard her story before how she was like captured and abused exactly and, and all these like really bad things happened to her and yeah. I'm, I'm sure after hearing that he's like oh, I feel really bad for her I want to they help revealed her. a lot to each other yeah I mean you kind of picture Kiryu not Kiryu Majima's this really hardcore killer because he's got an eye patch yeah. and he he looks really mean all the time but then you, feel, you realize he has a really good heart and yeah. that's what you find out a lot about his sub-stories. Is Definitely. Kiryu has a really good heart. Oh, not Kiryu. I keep saying it. Majima has a really, really good heart in his uh, yeah. in a lot of his sub-stories. And I'm like, oh, I like, I like you a lot, man. Exactly. You're great. Seventeen, which seventeen is the final chapter or the finale? Yeah. Um, the weird part for me with eleven was when you go to that underground fighting ring where full of criminals. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is a cool mini game, but I was like, what the heck? Why is I it know. under the river? It was so that weird. Was, that was really weird. Yeah, but I mean, it was still cool. I mean, that part really didn't grasp me as much. I was like, okay, you fight a bunch of criminals underground. Other than that. Um, the story was kind of okay. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was about to say, with chapter 11, I didn't really... I guess I, I wasn't fully into it where you had to meet the detective who introduced you to the underground. Oh, that guy. Yeah. That He just was there and then he died. Yeah, he was there and that was it. Yeah, he got shot and I was like, alright, dude. Yeah. I don't really care about you. I didn't really feel any remorse for him. I didn't, I didn't feel for him. Yeah, he's just dead. Exactly. Um, and then you go to... Is this the same chapter where you go to the hotel or something? The hotel? That big giant onsen ryokan. Oh. Is that where you meet Sarah? I'm trying to see. I have the guide in front of me. It's, it's either chapter... It's either 11 or 12. Chapter 11 or 12. Um, yeah, uh... Yeah, this is where before that. So you're still trying to find out who this guy and why it is. Yes. That, that killed Lee. Because you're yeah. like, you want to get, you kind of want to get revenge because you're like, who is this bad guy who killed him? Yeah. You're finding out who killed him. 
And this guy comes in a gray suit or gray, like, white tan suit. Yeah. Makoto is unconscious. He picks her up and just takes her. So you're trying to find her. You're trying to find who this guy is and where you took her to. And, and then, her. yeah, and that's where you meet this detective. And you try to, he kind of points you, and, like, he gives you clues as to where this guy might be because he's obviously Yakuza and he's tied, he's actually tied to the Dojima clan. Yes. Um, and, yeah, I think they mentioned that in Chapter 11 where they mentioned that he's part of a bigger group that's based in Kamurocho in Tokyo. Yeah. And you're like, oh, damn, I, I really need to find this guy. Um, so then Chapter 12 begins where you go to this giant ryokan or onsen, like, spa thing, and then you you fight your way. You and Sagawa go there together. You're just fighting your way through a lot of things. And that was a really long segment, too. Yes. <laughs> you fight your way through a lot of things, and you finally meet the guy. His name is Masaru Sera. And you fight him, and then you beat him, and then that takes you to chapter... Because chapter 12 is mostly just fighting. And then chapter 13 is where a lot of the meat comes in. Yeah, exactly. So, when you finally meet... When you finally meet Sarah, Sarah is... Um, he's explaining to you what his position is, and... He kind of goes more in depth about the Mikio Consortium, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I do. I feel like we should talk about this for a little bit. But can we just sure. kind of declare the hierarchy of everything at this point? Because you got the do- so there's you got Dojima thrown out. You have Tojo Tojo that that name thrown out as well. And then now you have the Mikio Consortium introduced, and just kind of like and Kazama and, family, and, and, and ta- yeah. yeah. And so just figuring out or just. Laying out there what all these groups are and yeah. what the levels are. So, Dojima family's at the top. Yes. Headed by the Dojima patriarch. He's the leader of the entire family. Below that are the individual families of the lieutenants, the Aono family, the Shibusawa family, and the Kuse family. Um, below them are the... I think Nikio's consortium is either... Uh, are they part of the Dojima family or are they working with them? I think they're working with them. Okay, because they're they're like contractors. Yeah. They they don't they aren't officially part of the family, but they work with them in order to attain certain goals. Yes. Um, Kazama family. He was was he a lieutenant part of Dojin's lieutenants? I think. And I then, think so. He's a captain. Yeah, he he was a captain of Dojin's lieutenants, but he went to jail. Yeah. So Kazama is the guy who adopted Kiryu and uh, Nishiyama into his own family, and he basically. Adopted them from little like little sunshine orphanage and made them his sons. So they were literally looking up to him as a father figure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Tachibana Real Estate is a group that's not really associated with the Dojima family or the Tojo clan. The Tojo clan. Tojo clan is. Who's the Tojo clan? <laughs> I'm forgetting who they are. See, there's just so many levels of this Yakuza family. Uh, at least I'm looking it up right now. But um, the Tachibana Real Estate Company is led by uh, Tachibana, and he basically was an immigrant from China who came to Japan in search of uh, greater good, and he was he was always part of this criminal underground life. Are you talking about Tachibana? Mm-hmm. But isn't Tachibana? He's ethnically Japanese, though, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he grew up. Yeah, exactly. no, he, he's ethnically Japanese. But he grew up in China. Grew up in China, and he spoke Mandarin. Yeah. All right. Tojo Clan was founded by Makoto Tojo, and it's the largest yakuza organization. So I wonder. Oh my god! So I think the Dojo is under Tojo. So Tojo is the biggest one, and they're so Tojo is like the overall. Great umbrella. Yeah. And that is everything else I just explained. Yeah. Um, and Dojima is like probably one of the biggest families underneath the Tojo umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, oh God. Oh Tojo, remember the old guy that you fought? Remember you fought that all of his minions and you paid yeah two million to get your record wiped or something? Yeah. That was the Tojo head. Okay. Yeah, and then underneath him, Dojima is his subordinate. Yes. And Dojima is like the biggest family that controls all of Kamurocho. Yes. And everything else falls underneath that. There's so many levels. Yeah, it's... They it's all really blended together. They all blended together at some yeah. point. Well, the only thing that you knew distinctly was that um, Tachibana Real Estate was not related to the Dojima family or the yeah. Yakuza. They were pretty much at war with the yes. Tojo clan. 
Yes. Get a stupid little piece of land. I know. <laughs> now, going into the second half of the game is when you start getting into the importance of why this empty lot is important and why what this whole real estate situation is all about. Because as far as you're concerned in the first half, you're just running this real estate agency on the side, because why not? Yeah. And just trying to do your own thing. But mm-hmm. then you realize that Tachibana wants to get rights or wants to get wants to get hold of the empty lot where this murder happened. And you finally find out that the Yakuza organization is has this revitalization project for Kamarucho. Yeah. And they want the empty lot so that they can start this revitalization project with a bunch of the bureaucrats. Yeah. And but you know, obviously revitalization, it's not it's not it's not exactly like, oh, we're gonna improve like the town and improve everything. It's, it's like gentrification. Exactly. It's gentrification <laughs> and obviously the mafia taking control of the area. Yeah. And the Yakuza are working with the government, too. They're working with the bureaucrats to make this happen. Yeah. Tachibana Real Estate, they want control of this, one, to stop the Yakuza from getting control or getting complete control over this. Yeah. Especially the, especially uh, Shibasawa. Yeah. But what you find out is that this empty lot, the person who had, who owns the deed of it is Makoto. Mm-hmm. And it's and that and that reveals why they're hunting this girl down in the first place. It's because they want to get the rights of this land, and by getting the right of this land, then you control Tokyo. Yep, this tiny piece of land. This tiny girl. piece of land. And that's why Tachibana was trying to find her because they were uh, brother and sister. They're related. Yes. Like blood brother and sister, not like. The Nishikiyama Kiryu thing. Exactly. <laughs> Not sworn brother and sister. They're actually like come from the same parents. And so yeah. he's doing his best to find her. And so that's why he, he started off in Osaka because that's where a lot of, a lot of like the criminal underworld was. Yeah. And then he moved up to uh, to Tokyo. I guess he heard like something, some, well, his sister was up there or something. That's how he moved up there. And then his sister came to Japan. She heard her brother was in Osaka. So she went there and then she... Eventually found herself in Tokyo because of Kiryu. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. The biggest plot twist of the second half is the fact that Bakuto and Tachibana are brother and sister. Yeah, that, that was the biggest part. That was, oh my man, that, that reveal. They never really got to meet technically. Because he died before they met. No, stop it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> they did meet. <laughs> oh, well... Yeah, he was like, he was dying. He was in the process of, of about dying. They met. They finally met. Like he was, he was subconscious. I don't know what he's that being. Because he's just like in and out of consciousness. Yeah. But yeah, they they totally met. Okay. Yeah. So, biggest plot twist of the game is the fact that they're brother and sister in the first place. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the box art, they're next to each other. That is a good point. All these characters are relevant. Yes. I, mean, I hope they would be relevant. I but mean, all these characters—they all. There's a reason why all these characters are on the box. Yeah. Exactly. What makes this game interesting is how they connect the Majima and Kiryu story together yeah. in the second half. Without them meeting at all. Without them meeting at all, because now the center point is trying to get Makoto. She's yeah. She's the catalyst for them meeting and them also not meeting. Yes. You hear about, they hear about each other in like sub stories and also in the main game, but you never really like they never really talk about each other. Yeah. They don't really need each other. Which, by the way, it just seems like all the yakuza just know each other no matter what. Like I mean, for, for for example, you know, they, you say Majima's name and everyone just knows who he is already. Like that Majima. Oh, that Majima. There could be another Majima, you know. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> like, how do you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean. It's a small, I'm sure it's a small knit group and, you know, it's, it's an exclusive club. Yeah. So they all have to know each other. Oh, right? yeah, probably. In the second half, the hunt for Makoto was 
gets pretty crazy. Or I really, that was one of my favorite parts of the storyline, where now you have all these moving pieces, and your two main characters have different reasons to get Mako, or no different reasons to get Mako Dull, and then there's yeah. the, these villains getting her for different reasons, too. Even yeah. though all these reasons are, like, come together for the same exact thing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like the whole, I mentioned the sewer part. Before that, all of them was like in a club dancing with some girl, and he shoots her, and then yeah. in front of you, you're like, why did you do that? Exactly. He's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, all, the, all the lieutenants are just crazy. Everyone in this game is pretty much crazy. Even, I know. Even Kiryu and Majima, they're pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, the hunt for Mokoto was, was insane. Exactly. And it's just, you know, the whole cyclical thing where everyone thinks that the other person's bad, who thinks the other person's bad, who thinks the other person's bad, when really there's only like three groups that are bad. <laughs> I also like how Yakuza presents that technically people aren't bad, it's just the way they think is different from each other. Yeah. And the way they, the way that each group perceives bad is different. Yeah. So they, they think that another group is bad, but then that group thinks that this other group is bad because of the way that they're doing things. Yes. So Technically, no one is bad. They're all they're all just different minded. Yes. I thought that was really cool. That was that? very cool. It's like yeah, that's why Lee died. <laughs> that is why Lee died. Very unfortunate, but yeah. And this is the chapter as well where both of them they cross to the different neighborhoods. So Kiryu goes to Sotenbori for the job to pick up Makoto, and yeah. after Majima finds out that Kiryu picked up Makoto, he chases. it. He goes to Kam- um, Kamarucho to find her. Yeah. And it was kind of cool playing as the different characters in the different cities. Exactly. It was weird playing as Kiryu in Osaka and Sotenbori because yeah, I was trying to do all the... I was trying to run the cabaret club. I was like, I can't go in Club Sunshine. I know. I was like, God damn it. I don't want you to go in Club Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. I know. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Tachibana has a uh, worker named Oda. Mm, yeah. And Oda is for the most part good and throughout chapter one Oda and Kiryu start working together and they start you know doing all these things first and you fight him exactly first you, you fight bad guy. yeah well you fight everyone because yeah. that's what this that's what being a Yakuza is all about you fight them and then they forgive you and you become friends and they become important exactly that is how all the Yakuza games work <laughs> trust me I think that's how they're all gonna work basically yeah but um when after Oda and Kiryu pick up Makoto and bring her back to um, Kamarucho. Yeah. There is a very interesting uh, turn of events where Oda and Makoto actually knew each other before. Yeah, that's right. For that, you were on this really weird highway chase scene. Exactly. And you were like, it was, it was probably one of the most out of the way parts of the game, like at least modes of the game that I found interesting because it, yeah, was, it, was, it was a shooter. It was the mo- it was. The most unique battle. Yeah, and you were shooting missiles from helicopters, you were shooting guys off of bikes. It felt like something from Grand Theft Auto almost. You know, if you think about it, Kiryu was killing people in that highway chase. Oh yeah, he was shooting people left and right. Yeah. I liked how it was just, it was really, it was really different. Yes, it was very different. And yeah, you can't say that he wasn't killing people. I mean, these cars light on fire and explode. Exactly. And these guys that fall off their motorcycles end up exploding. Yeah. This <laughs> is so ridiculous. I know. But it was, it was very, I guess, very over the top, which a lot of what Yakuza is. It's, it's serious at times, but it's also over the top during those serious moments. You're like, how do they pull this off? But they do it really well. I think what's nice about this is since majority of the battling is through... Uh, fight mode and you're battling groups of people or you're battling an individual having this shooting part was different yeah and it was it shook things up it was a nice change of pace yes um but yeah so after after the shooting part you arrive at like a construction building or building under construction i should say and you um uh oda confronts you and then he reveals to you that he he can't go back to Kamurocho, or he can't go to Kamurocho, and that he uh, he was basically the guy with the bat tattoo. And earlier in the game, uh, Makoto mentions that there was a man with a bat tattoo that abused her and like, raped her and did all yeah. these really horrible, horrible things to her. And you realize, and you find out that Oda is the guy with the bat tattoo, and you're like, this guy isn't a good guy after all. Like, he was good to you, but I'd say he was 85% good in the yeah. game. 
The other fifteen percent of him was pretty bad. The gray line. Yeah, like he was. Yeah, he was not a very good guy, but he did help you, so I consider him in the good section. But the things he did to the characters that are important to you. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, they're so bad. He was, a, he was a piece of shit human being. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh god, why, why, Oda? You, you seem like such a cool guy with your, I know, he with wasn't, your weird hair. It was all a lie. Yeah, <laughs> with your Hawaiian shirt and your, your long weird hair. That was. I think that was the reveal that was very disappointing to me. Obviously, people turn out bad and people turn out good, but yeah. finding out that Oda was the one who hurt Makoto, especially because I really like her character. Yeah, and I was beginning to like Oda, too. Yeah. And I really like Makoto, too. I thought Makoto's yeah. character was really well-developed, you know? It was. And um, as we talked about before, there are a lot of twists and turns in the game. Yeah. And... None of them feel cheap. They don't. You don't feel cheated when you see them or when they happen. I don't. Everything. The all the twists made sense. Nothing really jumped the shark. Mm-hmm. And it felt very natural. It felt wholesome. Yes. You know? By the by the end of the game, you feel like this is a complete game. I am happy with this. Like yes. if this is the only game in the franchise, I'd still be happy with oh, it. Oh yeah, same here. I'm very happy with it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Then, well, you know. Right, well, I'll talk about it later. I'll talk about my thoughts and feelings at the end. Yeah. Um, so so we're going through this, and um, obviously people are chasing Mak. Everyone's chasing Makoto, so yeah. Oda has to die. Yeah. And then the next target is Tachibana. Shibasawa is actually the one who kills Oda, like yes. point blank in the face. I know. I was like, that's freaking brutal, dude. I know, right? Oh, man. And then next uh, on the kill list is Tachibana, except before they... So, the, so Tachibana's not immediately killed, Tachibana kind of gives himself up to be tortured because Tachibana kind of Tachibana kind of knows that they're not going to immediately kill him because they want information from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know Tachibana would rather do that than have Makoto die. So yeah. Also, this scene introduces this really creepy ass fucking character, Lao Guy. Yeah, he's the uh, he's an assassin from mainland China, and his face looks like the moon. I know. It has, like, blackheads, and there's he's just, scarred. like... He's scarred, and pores are huge, and he just doesn't look good. And his skin's great. Like, come on. Like, come on, wear a mask or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, not like a like a Jason mask, but, like, put him, like, a facial mask on. Like, oh, you know, go so to a spa. Yeah. He's so creepy. He looks like he hasn't slept in days. I know. And he, yeah, he shoots you. He shoots Kiryu in, like, the stomach, lower yeah. abdomen area. Yeah. And so Kiryu's out of the count. Um, Tachibana gives himself in. Exactly. He gets tortured. Exactly. And Lao Dai is hired by Dojing family, by the way. Yeah. Oh, my God. There you go. That's what we're missing. This whole entire situation's going down. Kiryu is kind of by himself protecting Makoto. And then Nishiki comes out of the woodwork. And... Huh? Finally. Yeah. Nishiki comes back. And you think that they're about to kill Kiryu. But it turns out that Nishiki comes back to join Kiryu again. And join the good side because... Throws will be Rose. Yeah, gave him, basically Nishi's risking his place in the Dojima family to help for friendship. Yeah, and I was like, that's the right thing to do. You know, that's true. It's true love. About <laughs> it, it is true love. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't being selfish anymore. I know. And God, just their bromance gets to me. A lot of a uh, lot of sexual tension between the two of them. <laughs> just oh kidding. my God! I'm just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I only think this is funny because down somewhere someone is writing fanfiction about Nishiki and Kiryu. Or we just go to rule34.com. Oh no, we're not. That's a deep road that we're not. No, we're not going to do that. No, no, never, never, ever. Not on this podcast, at least. Oh, not ever. (laughs) (laughs) So he's back, and everything. I was really happy. I felt like all was good in the world when Nishi yep. comes back to you. I just, yep. I felt so excited. By the way, um, I played from chapter 12 straight to the end. So just all of this is going down and then just like I was excited. Damn, like, really? Oh, God. She's yeah. marathoned it. it was, but it's such a good game. It's, it's such hard a to put down. good game. At that point, too, I felt I was adequately leveled up. Yeah. So it... If 
by continuing on, I didn't feel like I needed to do any extra farming yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. extra money farming. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. And towards the end, you just feel as though you're you're you basically feel like a badass at the end. You're telling you tell you tons of dudes. I feel like a you're with your bro. I know. And you're just like let's be exactly. Exactly. It's great. So we're here. Tachibana's getting tortured. You have to fight Kuze again because this motherfucker doesn't disappear ever. But then what ends up happening is Tachibana dies, mm-hmm. which is very unfortunate. And what happens is Tachibana is dying, and there's a hope that he might be able to see Makoto. So Nishiki is trying to find Makoto in her hideout. Yeah. But she doesn't make it on time mm-hmm. for him to be alive. So sad. She's like, where is he? Where is he? She's like, what is this? She's like, that was not my brother. And I was like, ah! And then my tears. Yeah. <laughs> they fall from my face. Yeah. That was a really sad part. There are actually a lot, like, this is this is the last half of the chapter where shit just gets mm-hmm. really depressing. Also, Makoto's like on a rampage now. I know. She's like on this revenge rampage. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, this blind girl can almost see, and now she's going to kill everyone. Yeah, so... The biggest thing coming out of Tachibana's death is that Makoto's able to see again. Yes. In to an extent. Yeah. And um, she she run ends up running away from Kiryu and Nishiki. They can't find her at all. Yeah, that's right. And they're and they're looking for her now. Obviously, um, Majima's so Majima's motivation for protecting Makoto is just because. He develops a friendship with her and develops this relationship and he yeah. wants to protect her and he knows that she's a good person, doesn't, you know, doesn't deserve any of this. Yeah. Now, Kiryu and Nishiki's motivation for protecting Makoto is out of respect for Tachibana because yeah. they really liked him and every and everything that Tachibana did for Kiryu, Kiryu wants to do and protect his sister. Yeah, I thought that was very noble. It was very noble. Now, we go, now we freaking go into Majima coming to Kamarucho to find Makoto, and freaking Makoto's on this goddamn roof. Yeah. And you're like, Makoto, how the hell did you get yeah, up there? How did you get up there? What are you planning to do? Like, like what the jump. hell like, is... Please don't jump. Yeah, like, what the hell is going on right now? So Majima finds Makoto. Yeah. But it's this weird situation where... Makoto is gaining back her eyesight, but she still can't fully see Majima when he comes into the picture. Yep. And still doesn't know what he looks like, aside from the from their conversation that he lost an eye. He's just like a silhouette to her. It was really cute because in in the first half of the series, in the first half of the game, um, there's two things. So one, Makoto has a broken watch, and yeah. the watch um, just doesn't work. And um, this is when Makoto still and Majima are still getting to know each other. So they, there's a broken watch that doesn't work, and so she takes off the watch. Yep. Yep. And two, when Makoto is scared of Majima, Majima tries to comfort her by buying her takoyaki. In the first half of the game. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of the best foods ever. Oh, yeah. And in the second half, Majima wants to comfort Makoto again by buying her takoyaki in Tokyo. Yeah. And he goes to buy he goes to buy takoyaki, and Makoto runs away again and is missing, <laughs> finding yeah. Patriarch Dojima, and that's where she bargains. Yeah, she somehow makes her way to the three lieutenants, and I was like, how did you find them? So <laughs> she can see, life. like, she sees everything except for Majima's face. Which, by the way, every, like, this is relevant towards the end of the story. Yeah. Yes. So she can see all these goddamn things, but she can't see this guy with an eye patch. Do you want to explain that real quick, though? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go ahead and explain that. Yeah. Uh, you want me to explain it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, explain the ending. Explain why she can't see his face. Oh. Yeah. Isn't it just because she's going in and out of eyesight? It's not completely healed yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just funny that it was specifically Majima. Oh yeah, it's spe- <laughs> so specifically Makoto can see all this shit except for yeah. Majima's face. Like, come yeah. on. It's like I get it. Yeah. He's got an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, the guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyways. Yeah. So freaking um, 
Makoto makes this bargain. Dojima doesn't want to bargain with her. Majima come is climbing up this building to find her, and this loud guy shoots her. Yep. And in the in the abdomen, I think. In the abdomen. abdomen. Yeah. Yes, and she's dying. Majima finds her. Majima beats up a bunch of people. Majima kind of like. He goes crazy. He goes ham. He goes ham trying to find. <laughs> he goes ham trying to find this girl. He does. And freaking, um, he does takes her to the hospital and on when he finds when he finds um, Makoto, Sarah from Mikio Consortium is also following behind and kind of they they hide her in a hospital or. They go to a special hospital that Sarah works with just to make sure that Makoto's healing. This game has a weird thing of you're trying to hurt them and it looks like they die, but they purposefully choose a spot to puncture or shoot them that they know they're not going to die from. Yeah, like they planned that beforehand. Exactly. It's like, for example, so Sakura gets shot at some point. Turns out they shot his hand. I'm like, what the hell? Like, this is like a this is it's like it's an ongoing trend with <laughs> this goddamn game. So Sagawa Sagawa got shot when Lee died. Yes. So when when Sagawa got shot, I'm like, yes. Yeah. And then he came back. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Like, so that's another so that's another trend with this game. the end we're trying to heal Makoto. At this point both Majima and Kiryu both know that Makoto is kind of like in a very critical condition like almost like coma inducing. So this is the so um, this is the point where you you kind of find out that also Sagawa is on your side too that he's not that he's not like trying to kill her. Yeah. Initially. Yeah. And on top of that you um, find out that Cosmo is also on your side. Yeah. And yeah. the reason and so this so this force of Sabua, Kazuma and Sarah, the reason why they want to protect Makoto is because um Patriarch Dojima wants control of the empty lot for the revitalization project for, you know, sketch reasons. Mm -hmm. But um, Kazuma and... Kazuma and uh, Sarah want to regain that lot so the revitalization project does not happen under Dojima's name and so that they can end up being the, I guess, leader of the family. Using it for whatever purposes they Exactly. I, mean, I thought that was a more noble case. Yeah. Dojima was pretty corrupt. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're all Yakuza, they're all pretty yeah, corrupt. Yeah, they're all pretty corrupt. But uh, Kazuma is like the least corrupt. Exactly. <laughs> and, and Sarah's pretty nice too. He's yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Nice guy, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I will have to. So, finally, closing in, you finish all of your stuff to, uh -huh. to the point of no return. And I just have to say, this is like one of the most epic. Uh, boss battle sequences or just chapters I've ever this played was long in. Too. It was long. It was, I, it was it was two hours I think. Yeah. It was an hour of going through the boss battles and it was an hour of watching a movie yep. and finishing. <laughs> yep. Finishing the game. But once you, once that's all over, you feel relaxed. Exactly. <laughs> but this was how this all went down was pretty awesome in my opinion. So Kiryu is trying to find. Up this boat where Makoto's in hiding, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And Majima finds the Dojima family headquarters and just tears it all up, pretty much. Yep. And great. Yeah, and just this entire the entire sequence was really awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. It definitely felt like an action movie. It end. did. It did. I thought that was like that, that's what appealed to me the most. Oh like, yeah, totally. This is an action movie. Yeah, and. You have Kiryu fighting, um, so he fought Kuze, he fought Aono, and then Sh Shibasawa is the final, final boss battle for him. Yep. And then for Majima, it's Lao Guy, oh, who's, yes. the, who's the final boss battle for him. Yep. And it was just super, a super epic 
in all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, also, wait, actually, does Majima fight Alano? Who does, who does Majima fight when they take off their shirts? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't remember. I just thought that was, it was super, it was super epic though. It was because, really badass. <laughs> because, um, kind of like as this last battle, last stand, they both take off their shirts to reveal their tattoos. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, hell yeah, my, hell yeah, my Yakuza, you know. Yeah, I, kind of going off of that, in Yakuza culture, having a lot of tattoos is part of being Yakuza. Yeah. And just showing that you are part of this group that is both illegal and also honorable. Yeah. Well, they don't think it is illegal, but if, obviously if you go to Japan, you can't go into any onsen or spa with, yeah. with having tattoos. Yeah. So the fact that they take off their shirts and show those those tattoos yes. means that, like like you just said, that they are Yakuza and they're ready to fight anything that comes in their way. Yeah, definitely. It, it was really awesome. Yeah, it was like one of those moments I'm like, hype, like, yes. let's go, let's get Hi. it, let's go. <laughs> You're f- and... I guess one of the biggest plot points of this is that there are people. So, a reoccurring theme of this is Kiryu and Majima don't really want to kill people, but they're both at their wits' end trying to find Makoto. That Kiryu is about to kill Shibasawa. Majima actually kills Lao Guy mm-hmm. in, fi- in the final chapters. Yeah. And I was uh, just talking for- about the ending with Kiryu. And how Nishiki stops him, and the whole thing kind of turns into a bromance of like, you know, if you cross this path, if you want to kill someone, then I want to be there with, or like, I want to be like next to you doing it too. Yeah. But like now is like not the right time. Yeah. Where where Majima, he just like does not give a fuck because this guy shot Makoto, and mm-hmm. he just like he just fucking kills him. I think it was crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah. No. I I thought I thought it was a very very successful ending. Yes. I mean, you feel you feel as though you completed a whole story, like I said yeah. before, and and Makoto survives in the end. Yeah, so she's I, alive. I think she'll show up in later games. I don't know. That would be nice. That'd be cool to see her again. Yes. Like an older version, because they're all like younger. Exactly. Now going into finally the last hour of the game is an epilogue, <laughs> and you're just yep. watching it. Mm-hmm. So and it's everyone's lives after. Everyone's lives one month later. Um, Dojima is in jail. Sarah has control now over mm-hmm. the clan. Mm-hmm. Um, the revitalization project did not happen. Um, Kiryu and Nishiki are, you know, doing their thing. And um, the biggest thing about the biggest thing of the ending is what happens with Majima and Makoto. And oh, Majima, Makoto, and Sagawa. Mm-hmm. So, Sagawa and Ma- and Majima kind of have this, all right, you know, this is the end of our chapter, of our relationship together, so, you know, good luck. Mm-hmm. And then Maj- and Majima leaves, and Sagawa, it's weird because, you know, he's happy, and then he ends up being um, found by a, kind of a bunch of um, hitmen, and Sagawa gets shot. Yep. And... On top of and just kind of like it's weird because it's like Sakura knew he was gonna die also. Yeah. And then Majima, um, he buys a new jacket. He gets a haircut. Yep. And he is going about his business, and he sees a girl getting harassed, and that girl getting harassed is Makoto. Mm-hmm. And Majima walks up to her. And is, you know, like trying to talk and to get these bullies away from her and stop the bullies. But then Makoto is scared because she doesn't know who this guy is. Yep. Which coming back to what I was saying earlier, when Makoto was in and out of eyesight, Majima was the only person she was never able to see in what he really looked like. So yeah. at this instance, she did not know at all yep. what he looked like. So it's like this guy who has had so much history with her who saved her and everything. Yes. And yet she still doesn't know who he is. Exactly. That's, like, that's kind of sad to me. It was really sad. Yeah. And I think what made it really sad too was that Majima decides that he doesn't want her ever finding out. 
And that was that was depressing. Uh, what ends up happening in the end is after Majima saves Makoto from the harassers, there's a um, Makoto's doctor uh, who helps with her eyesight walks up to her, uh, walks up to them and asks if there's a situation. Majima pulls the doctor to the side and because he doesn't want to talk to Makoto and says, you know, I want you to make, I, I want you to love Makoto and make her happy. And I'm just like, God damn it! Like, I had enough of this. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, like, why is this still a thing? I know. And at that point, Mak- uh, at that point, Majima chooses to not reveal his identity to her. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think about that ending? I liked it. I thought it was bittersweet. Yeah, it was very bittersweet. And I think it definitely sets up for the future because they obviously they had to retcon a lot of things with this game, but yeah. they couldn't they couldn't build off of anything that they already made. You know, yeah. like the golden rule is like you know don't don't do anything that the characters already did in the exactly. future, or don't don't make it so that there are any paradoxes in the future for future games. Yeah, and it makes sense. You know, like you want to keep the timeline consistent. Yeah. So I thought they did a good job of doing that. Yeah, it was really, it was really bittersweet. I liked it, but it was very sad too. It's like they're not even friends, you know, or like, yeah. and now they just have the memories. Yep. And then to make it even more sad, in the first half, what I, as you know, uh, Makoto had a watch that wasn't working, yeah. and Makoto takes off that watch when she's with Majima. Um, Makoto visits the place where or. Makoto visits the empty lot where Tachibana dies, uh-huh. and when she's putting flowers on the ground, she hears this ticking, and she kind of hears like this um, sound coming out, and she looks at the ground, and she finds the watch that sh- she took off with Majima. Yeah. It's fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of like Majima's last... Majima's last... Um, experience with her, I suppose. It's like, it's like his, his final goodbye to her. The He's final like, thanks goodbye. for everything. And I know. Uh, thanks. Like, Aw. I know. So that was, that was really sad. I was totally crying at that point. I was like, why does it have to be this way? Well, that shows you it was a good story. I know. Yeah. It was so sad. Seriously. God damn. You know, I think, so obviously this is now fan prediction, but I think at that point, when I... I think that when she finds the watch, I think she re- so I think she realizes that the guy who saved her was Majima. Yeah. Or has an idea of like this guy Majima is still in the area. Yeah. Kind of protecting her if that makes sense. Yep, yep. No, I I agree. Yeah. It's like it's like a sign for her to to see that there's always there's someone watching out for her. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't have anything anymore, you know? Exactly. So I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, it is really nice. It was really sad. But that... That brings us to the ending of this game. Yeah. And credits. Mm-hmm. And overall, I was very satisfied with this game. Oh, definitely. Um, I definitely got my money's worth. I got my time's worth. I got my dollar's worth yeah. for this game. This is honestly... This might be one of my favorite games. I'd have to dwell on it a little bit more, but I really like this game a lot. No, oh, yeah, me too. I definitely suggest playing it for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, yeah, and people always say, if you haven't played a Yakuza game before, play this one. I 100% agree with that. Play this game. You'll definitely, you won't feel like you're cheated in any way. There's a, it's, it's a really, really good single player experience. Definitely. Like, there's so much to do, and it gives a lot of background on the two characters that are featured in the game. Yeah, in the series. Who knows? You might even pick up some Japanese. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think what's nice about games like this is, um, you know, humanizing. Um, it's this interesting thing. It's this interesting line of humanizing people who are bad. Yeah. Because let's face it, Majima and Kiryu are bad. They're pretty bad guys. They join the Yakuza. They exactly. can't get any worse than that. Yeah. They're pretty bad people, but they have a human side, which is why I like I like games that bring up that gray area of, you know, a person is both good and bad. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I totally agree. Yes. Damn. So I guess that brings us to the end of our discussion about Yakuza Zero. Yeah, it's been fun talking about Yakuza. All it actually, yeah, it's been fun. We 
both finished the game at the same time, too. Yeah, yeah. Just so, in time for this podcast. Just in time <laughs> for this podcast. And I give it two thumbs up and definitely yes to playing it. Uh, yeah, if I had three thumbs, I'd give it three thumbs up. <laughs> but uh, I don't, so I'll give it two thumbs up as well. You can give Kuze's thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like that joke. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, so... Let us know what you thought about this game. Yeah, tell us in the comments below. We will read them. Yes. And thank you for listening to the eighth episode of Downtime Podcast. Our last time we'll be talking about Yakuza 0 and our very first podcast. Yep. And it's been fun. Yes, it's been fun. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.